welcome to another edition of Singles Only. My name is Paul Farvar, and along with our co-pilot, Jeannie Dugan. Hi, Paul. And everybody, you're just saying hi to me. God. I'm letting you introduce our special host right. and, or guest. God. L- let me just happy. talk. Just All when right. you're going to talk, raise your hand so I know you're about to say something. You're ruining everything. Uh, <laughs> And now this is why people say I'm mean to you. Yeah, like, why are you because so you mean? are mean to me. They don't see the bullying that you cause every day of my life. All right, Paul. Let's focus. <laughs> we have very limited time. We have a very special guest, a comedian from uh, Denver now, uh, Bill Cruz. Uh, I was born in Denver, but now in okay. L.A., actually. That's true. I know. But no, I'm so. happy to be here on your first podcast, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's our first time doing this. Paul obviously has done no research. I'm well, so I know, sorry, Bill. I know so. you are from Denver. You lived in Chicago and you went to L.A. Is that right. correct? That is absolutely okay. correct. Yeah. Well, you're from Denver. I'm Originally right. born and raised and then uh, moved here, lived here for 15 years. Uh, and now almost two years in L.A. now. Yeah. Um, so... You are single, is that I accurate? am single. Okay. And uh, you've been a comedian for how long, Bill? I don't know. Long, <laughs> <laughs> uh, long enough to where I stopped counting. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because it's, it, it's like people like, oh, is that two years, five years, eight years? Like they want that number thinking, oh, the more you're, you know, if it, five years, then you must have, what, 20 minutes? Like it's, so now I'm just like, I've been doing it for a while. Okay. Well, <laughs> the reason why I'm asking is because uh, it, how it affects your ability to meet people, I guess. Because the longer you've been in the industry, it seems it's harder to, to find people, uh, I guess, the longer, I guess the longer you stay single. Right. Yeah. So how is it, how do you, how do you meet people in, in being a comedian? Uh, well, first, I, like, the first relationship I had in Chicago was with another comedian. Uh, gay comedian, for those of you checking. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, he is gay. <laughs> I'm not very throwing s- any shade today. Yeah. Very nice, Paul. Very subtle. <laughs> well, I, well, I forgot to bring it up, but uh, now it's all done. We should just we should just cancel it. All right, well, thanks for coming. Hey, it was good Bill. to be here. All right. Thanks for being our first and only gay comedian <laughs> on our podcast. Gay guest, I guess. <laughs> I'm telling, Go ahead. What were telling you everyone on Growler not to listen to this. <laughs> Yelp us. Uh, but, like, you know, when you first moved to Chicago, everybody tells you to go right where we are, right near Boys Town. And, you know, hit the bars. And, you know, and of course, everybody does that. I mean, they're no different than straight bars. Everybody's on the prowl. And then you always hear, oh, it must be so easier being gay. Oh, yeah, so much easier <laughs> dealing with all these, you know, stupid men who have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, right. it's so much easier. And they're like, oh, well, you just go to a bathhouse and have random sex with people. Yeah, because that's so self-affirming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing builds a self-esteem like walking around in a little towel. So right. that doesn't happen? I'm still lost. Oh, it happens. But you just, <laughs> there's a lot of drinking involved to make you feel better about it. But no, I, you know, I'm a fairly traditional guy. Like, I'm, I like, uh, you know, just normal relationships. I'm not real uh, one-night standy sometimes. I mean... You do what you got to do, but uh, I'm not a big app guy. Like a lot of gay guys are just on the grinders and the growlers. And I just find that very impersonal. I like meeting people at bars. I like talking to people and like, yeah, you learn that lesson of trying not to date other comedians, which happens, you know, all the time anyway, but it always ends up being weird. You know, there's weird competitiveness going on. But ultimately, it's like, uh, you know, if you're in this industry, regardless if it's stand-up or improv or sketch or whatever. there's Any arts, really. Yeah, there's something fundamentally wrong with you. Nobody <laughs> wants to do this. Right. Uh, so then matching yourself up with somebody else who has something fundamentally wrong with them uh, can lead to drama. Have you, uh, so 
you did say you dated comedians, but do you date? Have you dated people who are like have the nine to five normal jobs? Right, too? and uh, that has its own complexity because obviously your schedules won't right. meet, and another person's like, I don't understand why I can't be more important than going to an open mic right. or coming home <laughs> drunk on a Tuesday. Like, and then of course they have their own priorities. Like, I have to get sleep. I have to have. A system I can't you know I can't pay rent with drink tickets yeah. you know <laughs> uh, so uh, it presents those challenges too but I, I preferred someone not in the industry uh, but again how do you meet people like that right um, what is what is growler you yeah, said, I was just I <laughs> is that a really a thing there's That's many, uh, yeah. yeah, the, well, Grinder was kind of the first big app, gay okay. meeting app. Like and Tinder, but mm-hmm. more hookup, hookup right. right. And that one's more immediate based. Okay. Like, hey, there is literally a dude 20 feet away from you who will probably left. blow you. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so that one's more like immediate area. Growler and um, the other one's Scruff. That one's for like more. They have the best name. Right? It sounds like it's like a pet adoption. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought Scruff was like, you know, the scrub daddies. Like, you know? <laughs> and I think that's what I am now. I think I'm a scrub daddy. I did, everybody has a different name in the gay community. Like, yeah. But like Growler was like for bears, oh, like the okay. big burly okay. guys. And then Scruff was like guys with beards and oh. older, hairier kind of so guys. So those apps were specific to taste. Types, right. of, Types guys. of guys. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So, and you know, and your and your testimony here is that you've never done any of those. Well, it's not that I haven't done any of those. <laughs> it's just they're not my never cup sober of tea. before right. twelve o'clock. Right. Fair enough. Well, okay. because they're hook. Up, well, like you said, you do what you have to do, but you're more traditional. Right, and yeah. you know, to like you know, like the idea of creating a relationship over text messages is not like no. Oh my God, your emojis were the best. <laughs> yeah. I, I really felt a connection when you went when you said LOL. Right. Like I, that doesn't happen. Because then at that point too, you just have to stop talking to any adult that's using LOL. Exactly. Right, like, right away, you're judging them. Like, I right. still use it. Well, yeah, Paul. <laughs> Um, How long have you been single then? Uh, Pretty much a lot. Uh, (laughs) uh, The last serious relationship I had was, uh, yeah, when I was still here in Chicago. And that lasted about six months. And then since then. That was with a comic? That was with another gay comic, yeah. And uh, that one, it just, I, uh, it got a little too serious, a little too fast. And I was, I couldn't deal with that. Okay. Like, I was like, no, let's, you know, let's have fun. And, you know, it doesn't have to be like. Oh, I can spend the night at least five times a week. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not, no. Let's that's not too that. much. That's you need too much. space. Uh, and, you know, great guy, though. Real, you know, it was, it was a good time. So. Did you maintain a friendship? Or, yeah, we yeah? still talk, nice. and it's cool. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, um, but, yeah, other than that, like, you know, a couple, like, I really don't, if it's not more than two or three weeks or if you don't get your drawer, you know, <laughs> that, like, oh, no, you can leave you stuff can leave here. Stuff. Then it's not a relationship. Okay, right? you that's need a how drawer. you define it. Yeah. It's a drawer. You need a drawer. Uh, but then you have people that you know. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like long-term hookup people, like not friends with benefits per se, because it's not like usually that lasts like two or three months. Yeah. But there's like over the years, like oh yeah, if we run into each other and we're both single, yeah, we'll hook, hook up. up. Yeah. I like that deal because that's that's comfortable and it's not like we're not like oh I could move here like yeah. they, right. you're on the same page and right. you know it's not okay mm-hmm. that's cool now you said you want a traditional relationship so is it your goal then traditional speaking to get married then oddly enough no okay. I uh, when I came into my queer awareness if you will <laughs> uh, I I uh, was very much into queer theory and the What's idea that? being that uh, people on the queer spectrum. Uh, we're specifically not part of the straight spectrum. Uh, and the straight spectrum is, you know, usually based in religion, 
uh, you meet a spouse, a mate, uh, you get married, and then you have children, and move it's, to Naperville, right? Right, right. So, as a queer theorist, I believe that that's not my culture. So, to in to want to adopt that into my culture is counterculture to being queer. Nothing against gay marriage. I'm totally for rights and equal rights, and I think people should have. You know, if you want to get married, get married. That's your thing. But for me, it's like, no, that is a heterosexual invention right? based in, you know. An outdated institution, if you will, is which yeah, I've been yeah. preaching since day one on this show. <laughs> right. But again, that doesn't mean that I don't believe in monogamy mm-hmm. or committed relationships. It's just uh, the idea of like, no, we have to do something that equates to a religious, you know, um, ceremony yeah, or, or something. something like that. Like mm-hmm. somehow... I was like, no, it, we are people, and we agree to be together. I think I might do, like, a ceremony, like, as long as it's not religious or something. Yeah. But to me, that idea of, like, oh, we need to get married. Like, I see so many people now, uh, gay people, like, oh, you have to get married, and da, 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 now that we can like do we it. Like, we fought for this. Right. Same thing with women with voting. Like, we have to vote. We fought for <laughs> it. Like, I'm fucking busy that day. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so this queer theory, this is something you kind of, this like science, sounds very sciencey and like sociology based. This yeah. is your theory. It's not my this. theory. Oh, it's not. No, There's this actually... was something I was introduced to in college. Oh, okay. And it's that part of queer academia that uh, came out of the gay liberation movements okay. and even earlier, just trying to understand what the queer culture is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not everybody agrees with it, which is fine. You know, uh, it's it's like anything else. And it's yeah, it's a sociological. Uh, ideas and how we appropriate our own identity and how we carve that out. Interesting. Is yeah. that you said you didn't come up with it? Is that something that your belief is? Is that a common belief in in the gay community that they that they they're like, yes, great, we have that right, but you know, we don't really give a shit if we get married or not. Well, it's a flux right now because so many people fought for gay marriage and believe that right. that's our right, and uh, to then say, well, you really shouldn't be doing that because that's not. Us, you know, yeah. that creates a lot of division, and of course, you know, it's it's not about creating divisions. I want to be like, no, I'm very mm-hmm. happy for you. It's just that's not my goal. It's not what I strive to be. Somehow, I'm incomplete or something if I don't get married. That to me, that seems weird and not what I see my position in society as. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I like I said, if I'm alone the rest of my life, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But if you know, if I find someone that I'm, you know, get along with and we're committed to each other and then that's fine too. But if they're like, well, I have to get married, then I'm like, well, then we're probably going to have to part ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, because this institution of marriage, really, it is it is outdated. Yes. And I've said before, Amen. unless really there's kids involved, well, I don't understand why people still do it because they want the ceremony or they right. want the party. The party. And um, I, I like your idea that you could have something to acknowledge it, right. but it doesn't have to be this, you know, state-sanctioned right. kind of thing. And I get, like, if I'm in a committed relationship, I'm like, okay, well, we got to get our insurance done, you know, and, yeah. you know, uh, death rights and property, then whatever paper sure. I sign, that's fine, but just understand it's not like, oh, you know, we got rings and right. we're registered at Crate and Barrel. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, that's not. I'm not changing my name. Right, I'm yeah, not, no yeah. hyphens, get the, you know, yeah. get out of here with that. So no kids then? Is that anything in your future you had ever wanted? Uh, Not right now. I mean, it's not one of those things where like, oh, I think I'd be a great dad. Like, I just, I hate children to begin with. Yeah, so you probably would be a terrible father. I think so. Like, uh, but no, it's it's one of those things that I, you know, you think about and I'm like, like I have one of my best friends from high school is getting married this October. 
and he's one of those people like he needs to get married like because yeah like he's he'd be such a good dad and he just you know very good family and i just so happy for him and i look at me and i'm like yeah that's not <laughs> in my cards yeah. uh i mean if it happens you know people say oh no children change you as soon as you hold your kid and i'm like yeah, they always say that oh, the first time you no. hold your kid and i was like what happens the first time you drop your kid what's that <laughs> feeling like nobody ever talks about right that. yeah genie's <laughs> had like 12 kids now right i, I right? have yeah 12 paul 12 the number changes. your taxes <laughs> again must be awesome. can we just start can we do a ding every time he bullies me can we just like ding <laughs> I don't think and this fair. is about Bill anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Stay well, Bill, I, I had a question. So you're, you're, you do the traditional sense that you describe that makes sense. But like that, like now that you're single, do people like try to set you up? And then I guess my next question is in that response, it's like being gay. They, they try to set you up with the only other gay person. Right. They know. It's like, hey, uh, Farmer Ted has a cow <laughs> and Farmer Jane has a cow. All we have to do is put them in a field together and let nature take its course. Right. I always thought that was funny when it people were like, do terrible. that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it just doesn't work. And, you know, the gays, well, you know, they're crazy people. There's yeah. just like, it's not like if I'm like me and Anderson Cooper trapped in a room for like 12 hours. Oh, we're married. That's how that works. Um, but yeah, I've had people try to set me up and I usually can now see it they're like they're like oh you know oh you're gay oh that's so funny you know my cousin i'm like nope no nope. conversation's over yeah. we're done here have yeah. you had any setups where you're just like right like where you're like all right i'll give it a shot and then right away you're like why the fuck did right. i do this yeah do you have any situations that you remember like uh yeah, i remember a uh, friend of mine uh was like oh hey we're having this party no big thing you know and it was just as soon as i got to the party like oh you hey this is my friend ted uh, whatever and we're just like, and we both looked at each other like, oh, okay, we get it. <laughs> so then we're like, both like, well, you know, let's talk. You know, let's at least this. And as soon as we started talking, it was just like, oh, you have no similar interests like <laughs> at all. Like I, yeah. he's like, what's that hat? Is are you into horses? <laughs> and I was like, this is a Denver Bronco hat. <laughs> and he just was like, I don't, okay. And then he's like, what is that? I'm like, well, it's an NFL team football. Oh, okay. Sports. Yeah. And then yeah. he's just like, oh, well, I play dodgeball. And I'm like, uh. oh, okay. That must be fun <laughs> for you. And, uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, and I work out this gym. And I'm like, yep, yeah, no, we're done. We're done. We're done. You, only gay people here or not. We're yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's happened a couple times, that kind of situation. Other times it's actually like we'll keep in touch and we'll text. But, you know, schedules being what they are, <clears throat> it's so hard to keep something going. Um, I think that's the most difficult thing that, to know that a I, I don't want to date another comedian or somebody in the industry, yeah. but the the roadblocks to dating someone outside yeah. of that are very deterring. So what do you do? Okay, so you don't use the apps and you don't setups are obviously not an option. So how is like how do you try to meet people then? I guess traditionally you said the bars is one way. Right. Like, uh, yeah, I like that. I like going to the bars, but I also always leave my try to see, leave myself open to do other. Not necessarily queer-oriented stuff, but queer-friendly stuff. So, like, going to uh, a reading. If someone's signing a book somewhere, yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I have a theater background. So, you know, maybe oh. going to a play or, uh, you know, going to a theater bookstore. Stuff like that to where I do like to at least um, open myself to other queer-friendly events that aren't just social things. Uh, I won't go to the symphony. That's dumb. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, you know, uh, like meetup stuff like that or coffee shops, you know, just leave. Somewhere you're going to meet somebody with maybe similar interests that's right. not a divey bar. Right. You know. And yeah. I try to generally stay away from people who have seen my act and then want to hang oh, out. Oh, yeah. Because that can be very like, hey, that's not me up there. It's, it's yeah. sort of me, 
but it's and like, then they expect you to be on all the time right. or to be funny and make yeah well what about i mean have that that comes up a lot during our our podcast that after shows are you approached after people have seen you trying to either meet you in a in a in a relationship way or or just like Hit on hook you up or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it's a hookup and I'm feeling it and I'm, you know, <laughs> three Cap Morgan and diets you in, do then what you we're do. gonna have a good yeah. time. Yeah. And it's different when you're out of, uh, not in your hometown. If you're on the road, you're like, yeah. well, we both know what's gonna happen, so this, let's do this. <laughs> um, so that's okay. Like, and to me, that's fun. I have fun doing that. But other people, I've had like, oh my god, I saw three of your shows last week, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, I just was so afraid to come up and talk to you, but I thought I'd message you on Facebook and I'm like okay no this is not working right right Um, because it's there's a weird thing where you like I think you like me for when I'm on stage yeah and that's not always 100% of representative of how I am off stage yeah most comics are just generally miserable when they're on stage (laughs) exactly like but that but yeah people see you and they think that you're going to be hilarious and it's gonna be jokes all day and this is what they think and then then you got to disappoint them right you know right you should sleep with them first. Well, well, Paul disappoints them when there he sleeps with them. There, see, you, set, you set it up yourself, but, too. That's well, good. if you know disappointment's coming, sleep with them first. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. They're and like, then, oh, we're disappointed. Well, I still got what well, I needed. So, Do what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you want to have a traditional relationship. Uh, it's kind of hard with the, being a comedian right. on the road. Um, and then, of course, like meeting normal people who work nine to five. It's kind of like a clusterfuck right, right now. I mean, that's kind of like how a lot of comedians are. Yeah. Uh, but for me, like I said, it's not a real high priority. Nothing. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, if I'm not with someone, then I go. Oh, if I don't, I'm, somehow, if I don't have a boyfriend, oh my god, like it's just that pressure that I see so many put people put on themselves. And not to sound sexist or anything, but especially women yeah. in, in the comedy scene, that idea that I have to have a boyfriend mm-hmm. to somehow validate my neurosis. <laughs> and and I see it in uh, actually gay comics a lot that idea that oh if I don't have a boyfriend that is as hot as I am then somehow it doesn't work yeah. but then they end up cheating on them anyway and I'm just like I don't that I don't understand that concept of needing someone to complete you right or do. yeah somehow my self worth is tied to whether or not I'm in a successful yeah. relationship I think it boils down to two people not wanting to be alone or being comfortable with right. being alone and I know? get that too yeah but I. There's so many other things I have to focus mm-hmm. on that it, I, you know, I obviously have that fear, like yeah. that. Oh, what happens if I die alone? And I'm like, no, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I, I want, I want somebody to find my body like right. three weeks later. That's awesome. <laughs> what a way to go. People make a big deal about dying yeah. alone. Yeah. I mean, what's the, I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. If you're, someone's next to you to be like, all right, well, call the cops. Like what? Or call. Right. Call and the I think people I guess. misinterpret that fear. I think people fear of dying unloved rather yeah. than dying alone right and i live my life very open i have so many good friends like yeah. to me that's more valuable than anything so yeah. i don't have that fear of dying unloved but i think people see that like if there isn't there one person just devoted to my life then somehow i messed up and i'm like there's so many ways to mess up in life yeah. that's not it you know that is a very good distinction that idea of dying unloved or dying unconnected right. or you know not having someone to mourn you right it's yeah. And I know that's a real fear in the gay community yeah. because so many people, especially in my generation, grow up like ostracized mm-hmm. or like, oh, I can't even go back to my hometown or somehow had family reject them. And so you purposefully have to make a new family. And so that fear is very real. Yeah. Uh, and now we're seeing this weird thing where as 
the younger generations of gay people who grew up with the movement and the first Except pride parade. Acceptance. Now that they're getting older, now it's like, how do we handle elder care for gays? And you know, people who aren't in a relationship then are kind of single and like, yeah. there's not. Now we're just seeing these options for older gay people to have, you know, retirement communities and stuff like that because that's one of those needs that nobody ever really thought of. Yeah, sure. You, and especially, usually, it falls on the children. And if children weren't around, yeah, who takes care no of them? Children, yeah. yeah. God, this this took a real depressing. <laughs> oh <turn>. yeah, <laughs> like, well that's my point. Like people yeah. that 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 uh, those ideas just yeah. com- continually compound you, and then people are like, oh, I gotta find somebody because right. I don't. Yeah, be- again, all the reasons why people search or settle and then end up divorced, miserable, cheating, right? Because of this, yeah. yeah. Well, what now? You said you talked about the new generation after the movement. Now you you are you did you come out of the closet before that or after? Have you noticed that? I mean, obviously, um, it's totally different now. I remember, like, the first big political thing I remember being, like, where I identified as gay and how it would affect me was uh, in Colorado, there was a thing called Amendment 2, and that was a bill drawn up that was specifically going to limit the rights of, to rent an apartment to, to a gay person. Oh. They could limit that. They're like, if you're gay, the landlord could, could, could specifically say, I don't want to rent to you. Yeah. So it came up, it passed. They didn't think it ever passed, but it did, and then went to the Supreme Court. It was one of those first big things. And when was this about? Like what? Oh, man. Uh, well, how old were you? When yeah. so I was definitely not out. Okay. Uh, okay. So this would have been late 80s, early 90s. Okay. okay. Uh, maybe mid-90s now I'm thinking about it. But I remember that was like one of the – well, yeah, it had to be like 94, 95. Okay. So you hadn't come out, but you do you were gay. I had come out to myself. Right. Uh, which didn't happen until I got out of high school, which was really weird. Okay. Um, but I actually, I think that's a positive thing to where I didn't have a neurosis about it. And yeah. I think that was because of my parents. They were very much that, you know, be whoever you want to be. Nice. You know, you're, you know, you know what they say to creative kids, just do what you do. Yeah. And they were so positive about it that the idea of identity politics, I didn't get shamed by that. But then again, I think it slowed me down to realize I was gay because I was like, I'm just being crazy. (laughs) Crazy Bill. Uh, But I remember when that came up and it was just like that was that first time, like that weird call to action, like this is wrong. Yeah. I got to do that. And I think that was by that point, I had already come out to myself and been like, no, I need to get involved in this. And then uh, my mom passed away when I was fairly young. She passed away when I was in high school, so I never got to... Uh, tell her I was gay but uh, it's one of those things where you're like how do you not know yeah your kid is like I was you know dressing in drag for Halloween and <laughs> you know just being a kooky guy and so uh, and she was a diva yeah she was a, you know and I'd help her uh, do her hair and you know go with her dress shopping which was awesome because it was like one of those things where she'd have a big event when she'd get some gorgeous gown and then She's like, okay, we have to hide the tag because I'm bringing this back tomorrow. <laughs> and so just having that influence in my life was really cool. And then it wasn't until I moved to Chicago, uh, I moved here to do theater originally, and um, weird things had happened to where I'm like, you know, I'm having odd conversations with my dad where it's like, okay, now it's getting in the way that he doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like, you know, ever since my mom passed away, we had a real strong connection and the, the idea of that we have to be honest with each other. Uh, was really stronger then. So it was just like, all right, you know, got to tell him. And I gave him a lot of resources and then, you know, let him take it, take his time to figure it all out because uh, I know it can be a, a big struggle for parents. Uh, and, yeah, he went to a couple it's groups. It's very empathetic and, of you to well, like, think of it that it, way. It's you know? think of it how yeah. he Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things where people forget it's not just about you. Mm-hmm. It's about everyone connected yeah. to you. 
Being, um, he's probably older generations. Yeah. Right. Five and, different. and, you know, parents go through a lot of struggle with understanding having a gay child, mm-hmm. especially if they're Hispanic or come from a yeah. religious background. Um, Which you had, you had yeah, both, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, that, and then he passed away a few years ago, but we had a great relationship, just yeah. phenomenal, and I'm That's just awesome. so happy. Was that around the time you were dating a Chicago comic, too, where yeah. you couldn't be open with your, you know, you want to be able to share things right. with your dad? Or and he actually, at that yeah. point, had become, he was like, are you meeting anybody? I just, I don't want you to be alone nice, and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, yeah, and, you know, yeah, I got a guy, and this is what met someone on Growler. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I like, one of my favorite memories, he, he flew into Chicago uh, to see me host the first time at Zany's. Like, he wanted to see that. Nice. And then he was there on a Saturday night. There's three shows. And, you know, he's an old guy and doesn't really drink. And I'm like, Dad, you don't have to stay for all three. It's the same material. Nope, I'm, I'm he here. stayed for all three stayed shows. stayed for all three wow. shows. It was unbelievable. That is really something. Yeah, that's one of my favorite memories. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Great. Did you, now you said that you, uh, you didn't come out to yourself until after high school, but you kind of already knew. Did you, did you date women too before that? Or? I, I did have a high school girlfriend. Okay. And that was, I mean, obviously tumultuous. <laughs> I just obviously, I mean, were you like, how, how did, how, I guess that's, how, you, you said you didn't come out to yourself yet, but you were still in these relationships. Like, what would you, how would you trick yourself? I guess, I don't know what. Well, it was one of those things where you're so conditioned to think you're straight. So I had no reason to not think I was straight. Right. And, you know, all your friends are hooking up and yeah. you're like, oh, we all go over and, you know, prom's coming up. You gotta, you know. <laughs> You don't want to take somebody that's just there, you know. And so uh, I remember we started talking, and she was like, "Hey, we should go out." I'm like, "Yeah, that, that's what we do, right?" <laughs> and then just going uh, out, yeah, just like just, anybody yeah. else. So how does this work? Yeah. And then you know, we got into situations where you know she we're like alone in her parents' house, and we're watching a movie, and she's, and I'm like, "What are you? I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> I don't. If you're tired, lie down. I don't understand why you're on me." And and. And that's You're disgusting. When it's st- You're yeah. vile. Get off like, of me. Like, Why are you yeah, taking like, your clothes off? This right. is so weird. I was like, I don't care. Are you hot? Like, and so those thoughts go through my head. And then when other people are like, oh, dude, he was, she was like giving you the signal. I'm like, oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. and then I'm like, I don't want those signals. That's gross. Oh, my God. And then uh, so then, of course, that ends badly. And uh, but then that's when the light goes on. And you're like, oh, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. Now. Were, you, were there other people like that you that you knew also were gay that you could talk to or something, or was you just kind of isolated in a way? Not isolated, because again, I was that weird creative kid in high school who did band, who did theater, who did you know all that stuff. So you meet so many eccentric people through those avenues, and then there's gay people that you meet through there. But again, it's at that time it wasn't like it is today, where you hear, oh yeah, these fourteen year olds are out and they're having yeah. a gay prom and. It wasn't like that. And in totally fact, different. you know, in Colorado, there's a huge Mormon population. And one of the kids I knew that we always hung out and it was old friends through friends. And it's just the kids you grow up with. Uh, he was in a Mormon family and came out and just really difficult time. Yeah. Just really difficult. Yeah. So we were there for him and just that kind of like we're his friends. And then I it wasn't like, oh, my God, thank God. So I can talk to you about it. But able to kind of connect in that mm-hmm. way. So just discovering what those things are and just understanding the difficulties of it kind of pulls you back. Like, oh, just wait yeah. a little bit. And then college is so freeing. You get there and you get Did to you go to college in Denver? Where did uh, you go? Boulder, yeah. Oh, Boulder, okay. And which is and kind of like liberal, right? Super liberal, yeah. 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 So, 
you know, the self-discovery you do in college, uh, then, you know, you get to reinvent yourself. Right, and right. You go through like 12 different personality changes. And, and then, is that when you started dating? And that's, you know, yeah. well, at least hooking up. Hooking yeah. Up, yeah. Co- college isn't about dating. Not <laughs> to me. But you went to, you went to college in the nineties then or? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like I had friends, uh, uh, in the nineties too, who were gay, but it was, it was different than it is now for those kids. Yeah. So for you now, when you're dating people that are, do you date people who are younger that are a part of the new generation of gay, I guess, that, that you know, they didn't have the, the struggles that you, right. you had? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. I tend to date younger. I think that's just a society do you, thing. Do you hold that over their head and like, my day. Yeah. <laughs> my day. You could have We had to wear our flag inside the right. house. <laughs> well, I, I got very addicted to youth culture in my youth, like the idea of teen exploitation, like yeah. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And, so, and I still like Degrassi. I'm a huge Degrassi <laughs> fan. They're doing the reunion this summer. I can't wait. Oh, my God, Netflix. Thank you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and so I identify. But then I'm so lost in other parts of yeah. modern culture, like, you know, music and the drugs and the stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know about all this. And um, But, you know, <laughs> uh, it's that idea, that, that obsessed culture of youth and beauty. And I think I fall into that sometimes. Uh, but, again, it's, it's not – I've met – I've gone out and met people my own age, but then there's a lot of hangups there that I sure. kind of not overcome, but don't find it as serious as others do. And I think that runs into problems where I've, I've been very lucky to have a very open relationship with myself and my parents and my family yeah. that a lot of people haven't. And sometimes that can get in the way of having a good relationship yeah. too. And it's not that I don't care or I don't identify with those struggles, but it's just something that I'm like, if you can't, if, I mean, I'll support you in figuring this stuff out, but I, it, to me, it drags down a relationship. Sure. Baggage, it, right? Yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and it sucks because a lot of people have so much different baggage in the gay community. Um, so it's just finding that right mix and match and that whole idea that there's, oh, there's someone out there for everybody. And I'm like, what? No, no. that no. is, that we're not Twix bars. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't make sense. There's, there's just looking for my other Twix, my right? nougat caramel, my, my nugget. <laughs> yeah, that is there. I don't. I don't fall into that either. Yeah. And it's. Such, I think it's such a myth that people it makes people feel inadequate right. and like they're not. Things aren't syncing up, and then they focus on it so right. much rather than like what you said. Focus on things that you care about, like the Degrassi reunion. Right. You know, right. like <laughs> just uh, otherwise, it just leads people to these never-ending disappointments. And it's, it's stuff they put on themselves that just come from nowhere. Yeah. And, like, you know, it doesn't help that, you know, the romantic comedies and da 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 But then, you know, I still, like, think, like, oh, no, I'm like Kevin James. I'm going to find this skinny, beautiful <laughs> husband that's just going <laughs> to put up with my craziness, you know. like you He's going to be sassy. Right. And, uh, yeah. But, no, I've, you know, I've uh, gone out with a, a very, I have a very, you know, open idea of who to go out with. Like, I don't have a type okay. a lot. Uh, but I definitely, you know. I skew one way or another, but I've had relationships, <laughs> or you know, at least encounters with a bunch of different types of men, and you know, growler, yeah, yeah, growler scruff. <laughs> got those are great names. I feel like you're committing these to memory. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. Um, well, I think we're out of time, Bill. Thank you so much for stopping by. Oh my God, um, thank you for having me. I'm so can, excited to be back in Chicago. Yeah, please come back again next time you're in town. Um, do you have uh, sites where people can find you on the internet and stuff? Uh, like that? Yeah, I'm trying to rebuild my whole social media presence. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what's I, your uh, gro- but right now <laughs> my growler name is disconnected. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Literally disconnected. Disconnected. Uh, people, uh, my right now the best way to get me get a hold of me is Facebook. Bill Cruz comedy on Facebook, and 
Um, I do have a, you know, Bill Cruz, uh, a Jim Doe, which is my website, which I haven't really updated lately, but, uh, what is Bill, Bill, Bill Cruz, Cruz uh, it's just www.billcruz oh, backslash Jim cool. Doe, which is like a free site building okay. site, Jim Doe. Uh, but yeah, Facebook, look me up. Nice. Please check him out, everybody. Thanks again for listening. And thanks again, Bill Cruz, for stopping by. I've thanks, had a Bill. blast. Thank you, guys. Ooh, 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 ooh.